Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthie. You can actually call me Davenport Targaryen, art critic. Emily and I went to the wine and art uh, walk downtown, <laughs> and so I was Davenport Targaryen, and she was Evangeline Windsor Targaryen. <laughs> Uh, so that's my alternate persona. Nice. We did uh, we did catch each other uh, downtown. Yeah. You were uh, all dressed up. You you were, had like a fancy little sweater vest thing on. Quarter zip. Yeah. North face. Yeah. Yes. Davenport doesn't. Uh, you know he 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 dresses for the occasion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. An art and wine tour. <laughs> yes. No, for the podcast, I just wear twin shirt and, and shorts. Yeah, I didn't even bother. Ch- I'm just wearing the shirt I wore to work today. I was like, I wore this. I wore this to work too, holding except it was just underneath something. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week, featuring our reviews of the uh, season or series, whichever it is, finale of Moon Knight, um, and also Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. A very Marvel-centric week, Jimmy. Yes, we are at the center of the Marvel Cinematic Universe this week. (laughs) That one movie podcast. (laughs) But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Yes, Holden, we only have about eight million trailers to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, um, well, at least hopefully we won't have any technical issues last week. I'm sure last week you guys probably noticed. I mean, aside from us talking about it, it's a little rough, but we seem to be doing okay this week so far, so that's a good sign. Um, first off, we can talk about the trailer that I actually thought we were just going to have to try to remember from watching Doctor Strange because I didn't think it was going to come out online in time. But uh, the Avatar 2 or Avatar The Way of Water trailer. Um, yeah, I don't know, Jimmy. What do you think of it? Well, Holden, I told you my takeaway right away after seeing it is that they changed the font from Papyrus. <laughs> From they the slightly did. modified papyrus, which is <laughs> hilarious, and I hope it's a reaction to the SNL skit, and I hope they have a follow-up to the SNL skit, because <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite SNL bit of all time. I mean... And I hope they address it. I mean, well, I guess SNL doesn't really run in the summer. I was going to say, Ryan Gosling has that Netflix movie coming out this summer. It'd be perfect time for him to go on and host and do an, a follow-up, but... Yeah, they, they got to do it. I mean, the first sketch came out so long after the original movie that <laughs> they can really do it whenever. Yeah, But that's I guess true. talking about the actual trailer itself, this was like <laughs> the Horizon Forbidden West version of Avatar. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, Avatar, now let's just add really good water effects <laughs> in the beach. And I'm like, well, okay, they did the Horizon Forbidden West thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
technically it looks great, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was talking to you or somebody else. I'm like, I feel like in 2022, good visual effects is, is not going to be the draw. Yeah. This movie will do well because people will just be like, oh yeah, I remember Avatar, that huge cultural phenomenon that has had zero impact and, and staying power in our mind sense, but it's like, oh, out of curiosity, I'd like to see what they do next, and mm-hmm. oh, it'll be cool to see the effects, but I don't think people realize that they're literally making five of these, or yeah. I guess there will be five total. So this one has to be good in order for them to like actually make this a... I mean, the first this, this new one's gonna gross over a billion, mm-hmm. I would guess. Um, if not two, I mean, never doubt James Cameron at the box office because the man just delivers every time. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, I just see this as potentially diminishing returns unless it's awesome. And I, yeah. I mean, it would be great if it's awesome. But like I've said for a long time, like walk down the street and ask people who the main character of Avatar is. And <laughs> like 19 out of 20 people are not going to be able to say it's Jake Sully. I I could have I would be the the one out of 20 that could tell you. Yes. <laughs> um but you know, I'm rooting for it. James Cameron, Jim Cameron's obviously amazing mm-hmm. at directing and he loves water, so he's just combining <laughs> his two favorite things and the the visuals do look gorgeous. Yeah. Then you had mentioned that you would be like oh, I'd be willing to see this one in 3D. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am. I saw Avatar one in three D. I actually saw it on my birthday because it came out in December. That movie did, um, but yeah, I went and saw it in three D. And it's the only movie that I've ever really been impressed with the three D. Aside from like the first time. I mean, like my first movie in three D was Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Right, fantastic film, obviously. Um, but hey, that was mine. I mean, was that, mine was Spy Kids three D? So okay. Very similar then, but I mean, that was impressive just because I'd never seen anything like it, but this was actually like breathtaking. And I, that seems to be a kind of general consensus from what I've seen. Like most people just think that Avatar had very good 3D effects, uh, just because I'm pretty sure James Cameron had that in mind as he was filming it, trying to integrate some cool shots into the 3D. Well, if I Um, remember correctly, I think Avatar was the one that made 3D like oh, everybody's got to do 3D now. And then we had that five-year period where every movie was 3D, and everybody's (laughs) like, this is just annoying, and it costs more, and nobody really likes it. Yeah, and like hardly everyone would go see it. So, I mean, yeah, you you don't really see any 3D movies anymore at all. So this will be kind of a comeback for that. Dude, no, no. What? please no <laughs> I hate i'm just 3D. saying i mean if this makes like a billion some dollars like you like you said i wouldn't be surprised if movie studios are like oh yeah let's just do no. that again <laughs> no please uh absolutely not i refuse i will not see it in 3d i don't like having to wear two pairs of glasses at the same time <laughs> all right then i'm like eight eyes or six eyes i don't even know how the math works there but it's not yeah. a pleasurable experience. Yeah. I'll pr- I mean I'll probably see it with you the first time I guess, but I'll uh, uh go see it in 3D at some point assuming the movie isn't just awful. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if it was just really bad. Like yeah. James Cameron's like one true just absolute dud of a movie <laughs> and Disney was signed on to do three more and it's like they've already <laughs> finished the next one. Um the effects look amazing. 
I'm sure it'll be breathtaking. Like some of the shots already are great. Except cool. why didn't they upload the trailer in 4K? <laughs> like you spent all this time and it's just stuck at 1080. Oh, whatever. I didn't even notice. I don't even. I'm not a. I'm not a snob about that kind of thing, Jimmy. Well, Holden, if you have a <clears throat> a nice TV like me, you, you know you catch these details. So. <laughs> Just kidding, I rewatched it on the phone. Yeah, I was gonna I was say pooping. you watched these trailers on your phone. <laughs> while I was pooping. So the way Avatar 2 was meant to be seen. Yeah. Um Oh gosh, I hope 3D does not come back. Um I was gonna ask Shark Boy and Lava Girl, was that the red and blue 3D cardboard? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. that was still that era. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean I'm pretty sure that came out within a year of Spy Kids, so it was very similar era of 3D technology. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Not much more to say. I like the bit where he's on a f- like little flying dragon thing and he pulls out a gun. That looks fun. It's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I guess Brokaw by default. I guess. Yeah, Brokaw visually looks awesome. It doesn't look like a train wreck yet. So we'll see if it's worth this. Uh, 13 year wait. It will not be. But. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, the next trailer we can cover, uh, let's do Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Kajibobi. Um, what did you think of this trailer, Jimmy? I'm. Well, first off, I was like, totally forgot Kumail Nanjiani was in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did too. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> just got caught off guard. I, I'm like, I'm just nervous, man. Just nervous uh not necessarily because of the trailer i'm just like uh, there i there hasn't been anything the trailer in the trailers that are like oh yeah this is surefire disney's not gonna mess this up if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like i don't like it's still just people say it looks amazing i just i it doesn't look bad but it still just looks like it's a tv show like i mean we're gonna talk about house of the dragon in a second but house of the dragon looks legit and obi-wan still like it doesn't look like a star wars movie in my opinion maybe that's just i'm the odd person out there and not that necessarily that it's like a sign of its quality but it just there seems to be like this disney plus filter over it which is exactly what i'm worried about and you had the whole story with the script changes and whatnot. Now, I don't know if that's being blown out of proportion, but I'm just very, I'm just not confident in Disney at the moment. And if they, if they ruin this, like if they mess it up, I am, I am going to be livid <laughs> with them. See, honestly, I mean, I think it looks fine. I think, uh, I mean, it looks really no different than like the Mandalorian, which to me looks like a star Wars movie. So I don't know, I guess, but um, the big thing for me is that just so much of these trailers are like not focused on (laughs) Obi-Wan. Like there's so many bits where it's like, Oh, there's these other characters and I'm, I'm just worried we're going to get like whole episodes that are like mostly not (laughs) Obi-Wan. Just two episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Like, or just I mean, an episode of Yoda just hanging out. <laughs> Dagobah. And I mean, yeah, it's... I don't know. I mean, I, I love Ewan McGregor, so I want him to be, like, the star of the show. And Well, my, my hope is that they haven't shown us a lot of it. 
Mm-hmm. I'm hoping like they've just showed us the first two episodes, basically, and then oh, Darth Vader is gonna be in it later. I'm just, I just don't know. Um, Kamal Nanjiani's gonna be in it. Who knows what he's gonna be like? I mean, obviously Obi Wan's gonna need someone to talk to. So is that gonna be Kamal Nanjiani? Is that gonna be some sort of droid mm-hmm. thing? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it is weird that they haven't played the uh, the Darth Vader card yet. I figured Disney would want to cash in on at least getting some sort of glimpse of Hayden Christensen at this point. Like, even if it's just his eyes or anything, we haven't got that. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily need that with the no, Darth Vader teases. No, I just, it seems like something Disney would do. <laughs> they haven't, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably well, a good thing. I don't know if we'll necessarily see Hayden Christensen. Like maybe like super heavy caked in makeup, like like he was at the re- end of Revenge of the Sith. That's my. I guess together. that's what we'll get. No, I don't think we'll get like unless we get some sort of like flashback with like de aging, which I get, which would not be out of the question for me. I think they, I could see that happening. Which I wouldn't mind as long as it fit the story. Um, just you know what? Just bring back Mace Windu. So. <laughs> just kidding uh no i'm not kidding they need to do that but not in the obi-wan <laughs> show uh <laughs> i'm just saying he fell out of a window or whatever sam jackson says um what was i gonna say shoot oh they're obviously gonna find some sort of clever or not so clever way to explain this fight that is definitely going to happen <laughs> Uh, between Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader before A New Hope. And you had the whole line. It was like, oh, last time we met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. So I He's I don't still know. the I learner guess in this. <laughs> Obi-Wan's just going to have to kick his butt again. He just chops his arms and legs off again. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> just, it's. Do you think there's going to be any sort of reference to the higher ground? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. There has to be. And also at some point, Obi-Wan's going to say, hello there. Do you think he'll be like, it's over. It's over. He, do you think he'll still call him Anakin? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. He's got to. He's not going to. I feel like Darth Vader is almost is like, I mean, it's a name of like that's supposed to invoke fear. And I don't think Obi-Wan's going to let that, you know, is going to yeah. give him that sort of, you know, edge. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. And he's just standing up there, and Darth Vader just throws, like, his lightsaber to cut it down. And, you know, like, uh, Return of the Jedi, and he falls down or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, I almost hope they don't reference it. I don't know. I Like I said, my, my confidence level, it's just, we'll see. I'm just worried that it's just going to be, can't be Disney Plus. Oh, Inquisitors. I just we'll see whatever I think it looks fine <laughs> I'm not I'm not that apprehensive about it I mean Book of Boba Fett was a misstep but I don't think this is going to have the same issues as that so I don't I, I really like Deborah Chow come on um yeah all right uh, I'm gonna say Broca by default oh uh, yeah I'll give a Broca to that I thought it was a good trailer it wasn't a bad trailer yeah um all right house of the dragon uh we mentioned it earlier um probably a pretty big house considering you got to fit a dragon in there honestly yeah um so yeah this is the obviously the prequel thingy to game of thrones visually looks very good i agree incredible just as good yeah if not better 
look yeah it just looks like there's game of thrones money behind it obviously that show was just fantastic looking pretty much all around matt smith's hair wig mm. is on point it looks I, like uh looks like chris hemsworth in the first thor movie it i it is i don't think i'm ever gonna get used to matt smith with that hair but no it is what it is at this point um yeah, I mean it it looks I don't I don't have much to say about it cuz it just looks like Game of Thrones. You're going to have a lot of conniving behind each other's backs. You got a lot of just fantasy elements, lots of characters it looks like. Uh I don't know. Yeah, you got the, you know, the rival families. The Targaryens are basically at or near their peak of their power. Dragons galore. This is like the High Republic era of Game of Thrones. Like High Republic yeah. to Star Wars. Yeah, that's a good My understanding is this that is this to Game of Thrones. Um, the whole story has already been written. George R. R. Martin, I guess, is more involved in this show than he was in the later seasons of Game of Thrones. So take with that what you will. Um, I And people like the story. And I am very excited. Holden, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be so good. <laughs> I love Game of Thrones. I can't wait for good Game of Thrones again. I hope it's so good. Um, so then people can just kind of be like, yeah, season eight was a misstep, but Game of Thrones is awesome again. And then we can just enjoy it again. And people don't have to be left with that bitter taste in their mouths. Mm-hmm. Although, honestly, it, it is kind of, I mean, I've noticed recently general attitude towards game of thrones is more just like yeah whatever (laughs) people aren't as negative anymore like they recognize that it was good early on and then just not as good later so i mean it's been three years too yeah which is crazy because i guess we i that makes sense because we were reviewing it right when we started this podcast essentially Mm -hmm. the final season um but yeah i mean if if this is good if this has a great first season game of thrones is back man with a vengeance Yes. And uh, I, I think it's coming out essentially the same time as that Lord of the Rings show, right? Yeah. Which uh, I'm guessing we'll have to be getting another trailer for that somewhat soon. But oh, yeah. I guess maybe after the boys. Maybe they want to hype up the boys more. Yeah. If, uh, if you want uh, any sort of just timeline of people going through denial, just wa- listen to our episodes about the final season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Us constantly making excuses about how they might be able to still wrap it up and stuff. Hey, well, to be fair, I like the final season of the Game of Thrones, except the second to last episode. I stand by liking the first four episodes um, and thinking the finale was fine. Uh, although they do have flaws, definitely. But I think like overall, character-wise, and I'm not going to go on a big tangent about this because you know I could. <laughs> I think most of season eight is still very solid. And, well, everybody was just butthurt over the White Walkers, and I didn't care. Um, but they they did Cersei dirty, man, and they did Daenerys dirty in that fifth episode, and all these character arcs that they had they set up, and absolutely just the there. absolutely botched it. Um, so, And people are like, well, then suggest a better thing. And I'm like, I literally have a better idea in my head that I could articulate, and maybe I one day will in a video of how that one episode could be changed to stick the landing. But that's it, Olden. I'm done. I'm off my soapbox, broke off for the the House of the Dragon trailer. Sure, yeah, I'll give it a broke off. I do have a quick question for you, Holden. Sure. Uh, 
Which one do you think had more views on YouTube? Kenobi trailer, House of the Dragon trailer. God, I mean, I just watched them. <laughs> I should have paid attention. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I should think it's Obi Wan, but it's actually House of the Dragon. It is. Okay. Uh, House of the Dragon has 11 compared to nine million from for Obi Wan, and Obi Wan had an extra day, which I was surprised. So we'll see. And I think Avatar had like seven million after one. Day. It hasn't even been a full day. So yeah, it's it like literally that, came out like this up. morning or something. Yeah. So uh, I just thought that was interesting because I'm like, huh. Just reminds you of how big Game of Thrones is and how many Star Wars fans still don't really like the prequels. Yeah. All right. Uh, next trailer, Holden. Uh, let's do Weird. Uh, this is just more of a quick one. Uh, this is the Daniel Radcliffe Weird Al biopic thing. Um, what do you think, Jimmy? Not much in this trailer. Daniel Radcliffe looks like he's having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I really have to say. I don't yeah, know anything I, about Weird Al's life. <laughs> I'm guessing this is fun. It was weird that it was like, it's Roku original, Roku TV. I'm like, is this going to be free to watch on Roku? Yeah, I think it is. Because, um, I mean, Roku channel, everything on it is free. So we'll see. Um I, I think what I'm hoping for, I don't know if this is what they're going to try to do. I want this to be kind of, I want there to be like some parody of like musical biopics with this. Cause I think that would just fit a weird Al movie really well. So if they do that, then I think this is a movie I could be very excited for. Yeah. But not, yeah. As you said, not much is shown aside from Daniel Radcliffe in a very fun hairstyle. Yeah. He looks like he's having a great time. Broca for me, Holden. Yeah. Broca um and then surely the, we're done with trailers <laughs> we've got one more okay um and this no is, you're supposed to say don't worry darling we have um, one more okay. yeah i i i fudged that one um you blew but, it hold it <laughs> um but yeah the final trailer is for don't worry darling uh, which is the only original content trailer we have <laughs> everything else is like based on a real uh, sequel or something but this is an original film uh directed by olivia wilde um who did book smart a few years ago which is a movie i quite liked um but this one is starring florence Pugh, harry styles uh chris pine um i think olivia wilde herself is actually in it from uh, it looks like uh, other people um yeah i don't know what do you think of this trailer i think it is a big swing Mm-hmm. I think this movie could be terrible. I think it could be great. It is a big swing. We'll see. I mean, people really like Booksmart. I have not seen it. Um, but uh, I like how they're going for it. Olivia Wilde's going for it. Harry Styles and Florence Pew Pew seem to be pretty good. Um, I mean, Florence Pew is a great actress. I, I haven't really seen Harry Styles in that much other than him just looking around in Dunkirk so, <laughs> and showing up as yeah, the, just, what's his name at the end of uh, Eternals, Eternals. So. Yeah. We'll see with that. And Chris Pine. I was just getting Homelander vibes from him because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm rewatching The Boys. I'm like, Chris Pine would have made a decent Homelander as much as I love Anthony Starr in that yeah. role. Um, but yeah, I like it. It's that weird kind of 50s thriller sort of thing where it's like oh it's everything's supposed to be perfect in the 50s you know uh but what's underneath the surface oh boy yeah i mean i i like the setting a lot um i think there's a lot they could do with it and i mean 
genuinely curious about the mystery presented in the trailer. What is it that the men go off to do every day? Why is there an egg with no yolk in it <laughs> when she crushes it? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, there's just a lot of really creep, potentially creepy, at least very thrilling elements to it. It looks like it's a pretty well shot movie, some good set design. Um, yeah, I think I think we might potentially have another good uh, Florence Pugh just kind of going crazy uh, movie, which is after Midsommar very fun. Yes. Um, there we go. Try to think. I ha- definitely had something to say, but I I absolutely forgot what it was. So there we go. That's okay. That's it. <laughs> oh, uh, Gemma Chan is in it too. She's from Eternals. All right. Mention her. Nice. Broke off for me. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll give it a broke out too. Just broke us for everybody this week. Yeah. Well, then you can you have a broke off. <laughs> you know what, Jimmy? I'll give you a broke out too. Thank you. And of course, our audience gets a broke out. Well. Yeah. All of you out there. Um, okay, not much in terms of news this week, um, but we Jimmy did text me. I figured we should mention the Fast X drama. Man, okay, it's this... got to be Fast 10, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably X. is. I so mean, I, Roman I like just numeral it Fast X. 10. <laughs> I mean, that is why it's an X. I don't know how they're pronouncing it, though. It's got to um, be 10. Okay. But anyway, um, so, I mean, Fast and Furious continues to be, like, the high school just drama department of (laughs) of movie franchises with everything that's going on behind the scenes with all the drama and everything. Uh, But anyway, last week I think we had mentioned Justin Lin was leaving the film. It wasn't really clear exactly why. Uh, He was the director, and he had directed Nine and a couple of the other uh, previous ones. But apparently it appears to be due to onset conflicts with Vin Diesel. Um, There is an unnamed source uh, that has said that they've never seen anything like it. Lin's giving up 10 or 20 million dollars. Diesel shows up late to the set. He doesn't know his lines and he shows up out of shape. Uh, Lin was also apparently upset with rewrites to his screenplay, as well as changing filming locations and one of the film's villains having yet to be cast. (laughs) Yeah, as, um, I heard that like he left a meeting and slammed the door saying this is the making this movie is not worth my mental health or something. Yeah, Which, if true, good for you, because it, it has to not be worth it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he's turning away a lot of money, but it. I mean, from all of what we just said, it seems like this is just a mess behind the scenes. And I don't know how true this is to other Fast and Furious movies, but he's directed numerous others without seemingly many issues so uh, i don't know and uh, also to mention the ongoing delay in production it's it has since resumed but it was it was costing universal one million dollars a day every day they were like searching for a new director uh they had been looking at previous fast and furious directors uh f gary gray uh david leitch and uh, james wan but all of them had various scheduling commitments that kind of ran into it. So instead, they got uh, Louis Leterrier, uh, who apparently directed the Transporter movies, which I have never seen. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, which is not very good. But it, like it, all of his movies, like I just I was like, oh, these are like mediocre to bad. But then he I, did the Incredible Dark Crystal series for Netflix. Like yeah, a few I was gonna say, ago. I think he did Dark Crystal, which I think a lot of people liked, including you. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, I think 
that is just an excellent show. I mean, it, it is puppets, so it's basically a different medium, but I'm, it is a very good series. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't care about this movie. <laughs> I have not seen a Fast and Furious movie that I've liked. I mean, I've only seen F9 and Hobbs and Shaw, so you that's see, not saying. You really should see the James Wan one. Yeah, at least. <laughs> um, so, boy, uh, I'm not looking forward to this movie regardless, but not having Justin Lin involved, that makes me very pessimistic. So I guess I'm going to go Bombadil, and Vin Diesel just seems like he is so <laughs> difficult to work with at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, I didn't know a ton about Vin Diesel or anything. I mean, obviously, I still don't. But when it was like the whole thing with him and Dwayne Johnson, I was like, oh, I mean, he seems kind of iffy here. But now from what we're seeing here, it does seem like he's very full of himself and thinks he can kind of just do whatever he wants. Well, if these things are true, these stories, which I mean, they're being reported by The Hollywood Reporter, which is fairly reliable in this Mm -hmm. entertainment industry. Like you can't be super precious about this franchise and then just not know your lines and come late and be super difficult to work with. Like, yeah, you can't, you, it's <laughs> like you can't have a double standard for everybody else on the set and then just be like, no, I, you know, I can do whatever I want. I'm Vin Diesel. Yeah. I just feel bad for like Jason Momoa and Brie Larson who are like just stuck with this for right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, boy bombadil i will also give it a bombadil um oh speaking of james wan apparently the nun 2 is happening jimmy is he doing it no he's not i I mean he's he's probably going to be a producer like he is on all of the conjuring movies um but as far as i know he's not directing it um james wan is like the steven spielberg of of the conjuring universe he just like I'm like, I don't think he's ever really that involved, but you like you see the behind the scenes of him going to the sets. He's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, that looks awesome. Oh, I love what you're doing here. He's just like this positive guy around. It's like he even if something's like, just going to be terrible, he still just finds the positivity in all of it. Like Spielberg would do that with all of George Lucas's stuff. He always gives like one interview where he just says like positive things. I mean, it's also like James Cameron with the Terminator movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but just quickly, the Nun Two synopsis is apparently it's going to center on Taisa Farmiga's character, who is the main character in the first Nun movie, and she is forced to face Valak once again when a priest is murdered. Valak. Valak. Whatever. I don't. I don't know. Well, that one's in Conjuring Two as well. Um. Yeah. Uh. What was I going to say? I don't. The Nun was fun. It was bad. It was fun. I mean, yeah, it was. It was a fun bad movie. We saw it together, right? Yeah, we did. So yeah. Bergeron. <laughs> oh, Nun Two, Nun Yo Business. Oh, there we go. That's um, what I was gonna I, say. I'll probably give it a Bombadil because I just I I don't really want this. Um. And then that's pretty much all I have in terms of movie news. Um, but in gaming news, uh, Square Enix did sell a bunch of their game studios this week. Did you see this? No. Uh, so they Square Enix sold Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal this What's week. What's left? 
Um, I mean, they, they've still got their ja- Jap- Japan studio. I don't know what all that makes. I don't know if there's multiple or if it's just like a core house. Uh, but with that, they lost all of those franchises that those studios made. So like Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, and Legacy of Kane, among others, are no longer Square Enix properties. Yeah. Um, apparently this, uh, they were sold to a group called Embracer Group, which is like a gaming conglomerate, uh, but they're a, a group that also owns Gearbox from what I understand. Um, but it, I was kind of seeing things, I didn't read too much into this part of it, but I was, from what I understand, they were doing it largely to invest in more money into NFTs in crypto. So, uh, yikes. Uh, did Square Enix do the Avengers game? yes and i think it was crystal dynamics but i don't i don't think like marvel games went with that i'm guessing square enix owns that and just gave it to those studios okay yeah i don't really care burst run uh i will give it a bombadil um i don't know was there anything else for you jimmy i cannot think of anything holden so shall we get moon knight just over with already yeah let's get let's do moon knight all right, Moon Knight. Here we go. Uh, recapping the final episode, reviewing the season in its entirety. Spoiler discussion ahead. Here we go. All right, Moon Knight, episode six. This is the finale of Moon Knight. Um, yeah. Um, just full spoilers as jimmy said um and we'll we'll give our we'll kind of give our opinions on the final episode and then our opinions on the season as a whole i think um but starting with the episode what'd you think jimmy uh people seem to make this episode as it was like a really bad episode i thought it was on par with most of the rest of the show in my opinion there yeah for me it's I don't think it's one of the better episodes. I've overall been more positive about this show than you have. And so I don't think it's as good as some of the other ones, but um, it's also, yeah, it's probably not the worst one. There's just some really stupid stuff in this episode. Why um, were they so big? <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> the gods just being bigger than the pyramids was dumb. I it, was like, okay. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that whole fight between the gods was just like, I mean, it looked fine, whatever, but it's just a big CG, like, two characters that we don't really care about that much, <laughs> like, just, like, whatever. I'm still not very convinced that Conchu's, like, like, he's obviously not supposed to be a, a good guy, but I'm like, I don't really like either one, so I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily for Conchu, I guess I'm supposed to be against Amit, but I, like, okay, and Okay, I understand Amit got big because she was, like, devouring the souls. Mm-hmm. But then Kanchu's just big. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, well, why wasn't Kanchu big for the rest of the show then? Yeah, and also, like, if that's if they can just be big, then why didn't Amit just turn big right away? Like, why did, <laughs> why did she seemingly need the souls? It was just... It was weird. Um, <laughs> I thought the, like, the more hand-to-hand combat was a lot more interesting in this episode than some of it in like that third episode or whatever when they first go to Egypt Mm -hmm. um I thought like it just wasn't as like shaky incoherent what's happening it was a lot more like oh I could see what's happening there's actually more of a storytelling aspect to it 
Um, if I'm going to be honest with you, Holden, I, I basically forgot we were even reviewing this until you went through the intro, because that's how like not <laughs> memorable this uh, final episode was to me. So it's okay. What else happened? Uh, yeah. I, uh, so quickly, I, I agree. The action was honestly pretty good. I mean, even the more... I mean, it, it's, it looks wonky a little bit, but even when it's like CG Ethan Hawke fighting Moon Knight, even that looked like fine. It was all right. It was still decent action overall. Um, and I was just more invested in that because I, you know, I, it, they're not two gods that I feel ambivalent towards. <laughs> so all of that stuff was a lot more interesting. Um, and I, I liked the, I mean, we've seen it before, but I liked them going between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight and just that, that back and forth was fun. Yeah. Uh, frustrating thing for me was uh, Arthur Harrow's cane turns into like an axe, but then he like never uses it <laughs> as like a hatchet. I'm like, what is, what was the point of that? Yeah. I didn't really understand that because that like happens when he gets like Amit's little statue thing but i don't know it was like he got more power but amit wasn't fully released yet so i didn't really understand why he got more power because of that it was just weird um layla becomes tawarit tawarit's avatar that Mm -hmm. was cool she was cool like i liked that yeah and i I mean, we got to see, albeit briefly, we got to see her play a couple of different roles when she was inhabiting Tauret and, uh, of course, being herself, having that conversation in the tomb. I thought that was pretty good. She was good at that. She had a cool costume. Apparently, um, Scarlet Scarab, I think, is this is the hero's name. And I, I'm going to look it up briefly, but I saw a headline that was like, oh, this Scarlet Scarab was like marvel's first egyptian hero like in the comics so apparently dates back a while and then they were like are you the first egyptian hero or something in the show and she's like yep (laughs) yep (laughs) like okay cool um what else about this episode um mark and steven like coming back to life was really quick and kind of stupid yeah I'm trying to even remember. So he goes to. Why does he even come back to life? The door it just it. It doesn't really make sense. Like, <laughs> I don't. I'm not even sure. Like he he goes back to Stephen, and they both like whatever. They're like both crumbling, and then the big door opens, and then they're like, "Okay, we're back." <laughs> I don't so know I if guess it's supposed Osiris to, was like, "I, you know what? You guys can come back." Well, yeah. What, yeah, I don't know, because it was either this episode or last episode when Tauret said something about Osiris being a big softy. So I don't know if, if that's just what it was, was the unseen Osiris is like, you know what, whatever, <laughs> you just go back to life. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, okay, Arthur Harrow, he, does he die? I don't even, like, they, they put... Amit back into Arthur Harrow and then I I honestly don't even remember what happens. Okay, <laughs> well like, there's, I, there's the the worst part of the episode is when Amit gets trapped into in Arthur's body and then Mark is going to go kill him and then Layla's oh, yeah, like no, like, you don't have to kill him even though they have been killing people this whole time. And Arthur's like not a good guy. 
And he's like, if you want him dead, Kanchu, you can do it yourself. Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's essentially what happens. So it's just like the morals there are so just incorrect for what the rest of the show has established. Like it, it's it's really stupid. That's uh, that uh, that is my like my least favorite part of the episode. Um. Yeah. So I guess Arthur Harrow does die, right? Because he gets shot up in the limo at the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which okay, yeah, just kill the main antagonist of the show in the post-credit scene. Yeah, that and it's, uh, I mean, that was weird. I uh, okay, so I don't mind that they left the third personality thing to the post-credits. I mean, I was they they were gonna leave some sort of thread for next season. That's fine. We had already talked about the the third personality thing. We weren't sure if they were gonna like you know do much with it right now. I don't have any qualms with that, but yeah, as you said, the antagonist dying in post credits is just weird because you know people are gonna have missed it even even though most people know there's well maybe he didn't die because he like didn't see his body but it was heavily implied like unless he's just shooting the cushions with the silencer the uh the shot the the shot was really weird too like there was no recoil on the gun it was just like i know there's a silencer so obviously the sound was gonna be very minimal but it was just like a it looked like it was just a cg flash and like muzzle flash and then oscar isaac just didn't even try to like move the gun properly um yeah so i guess we were right about the third personality thing after all Mm -hmm. um which again i think it's stupid that that didn't come into effect because they were laying breadcrumbs all season and i don't know yeah i mean it's like you would think the third personality would come out like they would realize it more then why is it only barely or hardly ever come out yeah especially when they're like trapped in their mind or whatever like or in the afterlife stuff like why isn't he there (laughs) even if that's where they first meet him like it's just very bizarre I guess he was trapped in that one sarcophagus, you could maybe yeah. say. So he's technically there, and they just don't let him out. I don't know why. But like, then how could their hearts be imbalanced or whatever? That, yeah, you know. that doesn't make a lot of sense. Unless his, unless the third personalities was imbalanced the whole time. Historically, uh, Amit's uh, uh, design is not accurate. Amit is part, has the head of a crocodile, but then she has the body of a hippopotamus and the legs or backside of it, depending on the interpretation, either a cheetah or a lion. And she was just full on crocodile in this one. Yeah. So inaccurate Holden. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Um, I mean, in the hieroglyphics, it was right. What else? I honestly, I guess kind of back to the third personality thing. Um, the whole like loophole with Khonshu like being able to possess or like inhabit the third personality I kind of like that I think that's that's a fun loophole that I just wish that third personality had been established sooner but I guess that's just that's the way they're going to leave it open for more potential in season two I guess I don't know that I don't want a season two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i i don't know i just we'll I, I don't know 
I thought this was show was pretty okay. Yeah. Very yeah. messy. Very messy. Incredibly messy. For, I mean, messy. Yeah. I... Well, I guess let's give her thought. What's your rating on this episode? Uh, six. Sure. Um, yeah, I'll give six and a half for me. Um, yeah. Overall thoughts on the show, though. I agree. It is very messy. Um, ranking it with the other Marvel shows, it's probably just middle for me. I think I liked it more than Hawkeye, but Hawkeye was just maybe even more stupid in a lot of ways. Um, I definitely liked it more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, but did not like it as much as WandaVision or Loki. Yeah, I liked WandaVision and Loki far more. I just don't like any of the other three. So it's just I'll just put it in the don't like category, and I'm just going to give it a 5 out of 10 as a whole. I think I just think it's a mess. Um, the best part for me is Oscar Isaac's performance and just the allusions to the Egyptian mythology. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Oscar Isaac's performance is by far the best thing about it. Um, and the score is a banger mm-hmm. score, too. Good yeah, job good with score. that. Um, yeah, I think I'll give the entire series a 6 out of 10. I feel confident with that. Um, but, oh, I did want to mention uh, one last thing about the finale. Um Considering the fact they didn't go our route about um, how we were thinking, oh, maybe they'll have Arthur and, and Mark and Steven all be like, oh, these gods ain't so good. I did like that Arthur was just like truly completely bought into this thing. Like he was so ready to sacrifice himself. Oh, like, yeah. He's like, my scales aren't balanced. And I thought maybe this would do it, but whatever. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, so I I liked that he wasn't like cowardly at that point. He was like fully ready to just you know, sacrifice himself for the for the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> <laughs> what the uh, hot fuzz? Hot fuzz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that movie is a interesting interesting flick. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. This is. Uh, I don't want to see another season of this. If I'm gonna be honest. I do, but I just, I hope it's better. (laughs) Like, I'm hoping they'll look at criticisms this season has got. I think there is a lot of potential with this. So, I want a season two. I think people tend to, like, like this season. I don't know. Yeah, it seems to be getting more positive. But I also don't think many people are watching this. (laughs) So, it might not get season two. I don't, I just have not seen many people talk about it at all i like the concept so maybe i am open to a season two but just the execution was just little uh so that's where i'm at holden anything else to say no i don't think so let's get on to the the big marvel thing of the week yes doctor strange in the multi multiverse <laughs> of madness directed by sam raimi let's dive into our non-spoiler review right now okay so doctor strange in the multiverse of madness uh this one is difficult to talk about non-spoilers because there's a huge aspect of this movie that was not clearly given in the trailers so we can't talk about it (laughs) except i guess it was spoiled in a tv spot right before the movie came out that i did not see i did not either so uh we will 
not mention it because hopefully many of you also did not uh, watch it. Um, but yeah, this is newest Marvel movie, newest Doctor Strange movie, obviously, as you had mentioned previously, directed by Sam Raimi. Um, very, very talented director. Um, made the Evil Dead movies, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, a bunch of other various movies like Dark Man in the 90s. His last movie was nine years ago, which was the Oz, the Great and Powerful, which is apparently not very good. But that seems to be kind of just a lone misstep in his greater catalog. But he's back. He's doing this back in the superhero genre. And um, this is without a doubt a Sam Raimi movie. Too. <laughs> like he puts yeah, his stamp that, on this sucker. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we'll have to talk about more details and spoilers, but this is a Sam Raimi movie through and through. And I, I would argue much closer to an Evil Dead movie than his Spider-Man movies, despite this being in the same genre as Spider-Man, obviously. Uh, this is so much. There's so much Evil Dead in this. Yeah. Um, I have not seen that, so you'll have to comment on that. But there are literally, like, I there were several things I could, like, as I was watching, I'm like, well, that just is exactly like a thing in Spider-Man in a good way. Like, yeah. it was a good thing that was like, oh, this is fun. It's Sam Raimi doing Sam Raimi things that he's he's known for being good at. So I appreciated that element. You got Danny Elfman's score. I had not realized that Danny Elfman was doing the score. I'm sure we talked about it, something that we probably talked about and I just forgot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so bombastic and fun. <laughs> and yes, Danny Elfman there. And it was, yeah. Teaming and, up. It's uh that yeah, it's the fun score, fun direction. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic it is a fantastic score. I am I saw something earlier today about they're releasing it on vinyl and the uh art for the cover looks really cool and it's like a cool red and black splattered kind of vinyl record. I might have to buy it at some point. Yep, uh, uh, Holden doesn't ne- never ceases to be pretentious. <laughs> uh, no, that is that does sound cool. Um, yes, so many good things. Yet, I think this movie is a mess, and I do not buy certain character arcs at all. So <laughs> it does not work for me very well. I still had a really fun time. I enjoyed it. I was having it was just a blast to watch i do not necessarily think this is a good movie i think it has some great moments i think this is a movie i will like more in five years than i do right now but watching it i was like this a lot of this that they did not develop the things i think they needed to develop fully in this movie yeah um I mean, uh, yeah, undoubtedly it is a mess. Um, I think the biggest issues are, uh, as you said, some of the characters. And I mean, my biggest thing is the pacing. Uh, honestly, I think this movie has just way too much for it being two hours long, which is kind of a rare thing to say. That this just needs more time. Um, but I, I think that's absolutely true here. It needed more smaller character building moments. Yeah, which I, I mean, felt like all the character building moments happened at the very end of the movie. <laughs> it's like, well, wait, you got to work your way there. Yeah. And this movie is absolutely relentless, too. Like, aside from maybe, like, 
a little bit towards the middle, like 10 minutes or so, this movie just keeps going. And it is like from the very start, this movie opens up on an action scene and like it just never really slows down from that. No, it Um, doesn't. Things are constantly happening. You're constantly going multiverse to multiverse action sequences. And that's all like complimented by Danny Elfman's just. So it's just like, like, it's just crazy the entire time. It's Doctor Strange and in the madness of madness it's just all madness Mm -hmm. yeah and i i think it is important to say this movie from a technical side i think is overall just very good and i think that's where a lot of the positives lie um however we do like to just go in depth in discussing the story and so i i'm going to end up being more positive on this movie overall but it may not sound like that when i discuss just later things yeah i mean my gripes are big gripes and not necessarily sam raimi's fault a a couple of them are just like how the movie fits into the larger context of the mcu terms of character things that just made it didn't made it not really work for me um but what was the other thing i was gonna say now shoot i lost it uh dang i'll I'll be thinking about it i had something to say it was on the tip of my tongue now it's gone um i will say so i mean it wasn't really marketed as such but they had been saying in interviews that or like a while ago that this is like a horror movie and there are a lot of horror elements into it don't get me wrong it's still a a marvel movie but i like overall the horror elements in this are so good (laughs) that's probably my favorite parts of this and i not because they're scary or anything but it's just so unique to this and it feels very sam raimi and it it just it makes I mean, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. What do you think? Yeah, I think the horror elements were great. I would also say this is the most graphic, violent Marvel movie. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't, I won't go say anything more than that. Um, Oh, I know what I was going to say now. This is CGI galore. So (laughs) if you are like a practical effect purist, they like, this is just like an animated movie at times. Uh, there were definitely moments where I'm like, okay, that those characters right now, that is just, this shot is entirely CGI. Like I can tell that, um, that is like a, is a CGI version of, of, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch flying around. But, um, it, I mean, that is what it is. Uh, it is, I, I'm like, it is, a cgi festival though it all the time um yeah but and i mean that's th- just a that's just a personal preference thing if that doesn't bother you at all it won't but if that does like just know that yeah holy and, smokes i mean for what this movie is it really didn't bother me um for the most part the cg looks really good i w- there was some parts there were some parts at the beginning where i was a little more like iffy on it and i was kind of like oh no is this movie gonna look like this the whole time but i think it gets better as it goes along um and i think part of that is when it starts leaning more into the horror tinged elements yeah all right anything else to add non-spoiler wise before we just um, dive into the details give our ratings i don't think so um yeah i don't i think that's pretty much it um i guess performance wise i everyone in this is 
gives a great performance honestly i think um it's just more of the issues with the characters are in the writing (laughs) but i think everyone acts and does really well so yeah i think so um maybe not stand out for me i don't think i'd go to that level but i don't think anybody's necessarily bad sure um, I think they were just doing what they could with the writing that they were given. And, oh, I would definitely recommend uh, watching the first Doctor Strange movie, which I did not rewatch that going into this. I really should have. Um, and I would highly recommend watching WandaVision as well. Yeah, if you um, haven't seen WandaVision already. Because good luck if you don't watch it. <laughs> good luck. That's all I got to say. This is the most... I think inaccessible an MCU movie has been to just oh, a, like an, a general audience. Absolutely. Yeah. It, like this if is, you're not bought into the universe at this point, good luck. Buckle I mean, up. especially, especially WandaVision. Like I, I remember them saying like, like the TV shows weren't going to be necessarily crucial. Absolutely not true. <laughs> just a lie. You need to watch WandaVision. So sign up for Disney plus watch that sucker. And then you can watch this. Yep. All right, Holden, let's talk about... Oh, no, we got to do our ratings. Yeah, ratings. I already know mine. Mine is a six and a half. It's a fun time. It's got some unique elements in it. There's some interesting ideas. I'm like, oh, why did I never think of that before? Um, Really fun moments, like just standout scenes. Um, And, uh, yeah. I, I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I like Elizabeth Olsen, uh, primarily those performances. But the writing is just, whoa, oh man, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll come around. But, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of, it's it's not in the top tier of Marvel for me. So I'm going to say six and a half. Though I loved Sam Raimi's direction and the Danny Elfman score. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a seven and a half. I think Um, there's a lot about it. I appreciate. I think this movie I'm going to like, as you said, I think it's going to age better for me, um, largely due to those just more technical elements. Um, I wasn't quite as uh, like the writing wasn't quite as bad for me as I think it was for you. I think that's some of it. And we'll discuss that more um, in spoilers, I think. But um, yeah, just overall good time. Lots to spoil. So the spoiler section for this, I think, is going to be kind of long, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Off to spoilers, Holden. All right. Um, so spoiler time. Uh, let's time let's codes the- in the description if you need to skip over it, folks, as always. Let's get the big boy out of the way. Bruce Campbell's in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and if um, you're like me, you're like, is that the guy from Spider-Man 3? <laughs> yeah, uh, Bruce Campbell, longtime Sam Raimi collaborator, uh, has a fun cameo in this. Um, it's nothing too big, but it does harken a lot back to like Evil Dead 2 uh, when he literally fights himself. <laughs> like, There's a lot of physical <laughs> comedy in that movie. Um, in regards to punching himself and stuff. So there's good callback to that. And it's in the post credit scene, which people seem to be really upset. Have you seen that people are like upset about that post credit scene? No. Yeah, people are mad because it doesn't uh, further the MCU in any way. Uh, but 
there's lots of other post credit scenes that are that exact same way. So I don't I don't know why people are mad. Nope. Um, my biggest issue with the film, Holden, is that <laughs> America Chavez did not do anything. <laughs> like, like I'm okay. If she is gonna be like the heart of the story. You gotta have, like, she doesn't do anything. Like, she just says, yeah. oh, I'm scared, and actually opens portals. And the whole movie is like, okay, so obviously, okay, Wanda is the villain. Mm-hmm. I guess that's probably the biggest spoiler. Yeah, big spoiler. And she needs to take America Chavez's powers, which I guess for some reason, taking her powers will just kill her. And everybody knows that. I not exactly sure why that's a thing but it just is i guess um and so in order to take her powers she's gonna die um or have her in order for one to take her powers uh, america's gonna have to die so the whole idea is is that dr strange then will develop this relationship with this girl like a paternal or friendly relationship with her like joel and ellie style you know and then at the end, it's like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to take your powers for the greater good of the multiverse because, you know, I believe in you, kid, and you're great. And you know what? You can make portals. You just you just got to think you can. And I'm like, that's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. I, I was like, that is, I don't know, whatever. Um, but that relationship doesn't work for me because they really only interact for the first act of the film. If that, and then it's like she's always just captured (laughs) or being tortured, and they're like in the same area, but they're not interacting at all. Like her and Doctor Strange don't really talk to each other for most of the movie. So like the part at the end where it's like, you know what, kid? No, you got this. I believe in you. It's like, why? You don't even know her. Your other version knows her, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, and I mean, once again with as I kind of mentioned with performances, nothing against the actress. Cause I, it is all just the writing. Like, I think she does a fine job with what she's given, um, which is almost nothing. Yeah. Very little. Um, but she is just essentially an exposition dump, uh, slash MacGuffin slash a damsel in distress. <laughs> like she's kind of, kind of acts as all those things, uh, for the entire movie. I, okay. Another thing I was wondering about, maybe I'm just, remembering the scene completely incorrectly but when she has her moms right and her moms like get sucked away into the multiverse is she like in some completely different universe it looks like right yeah it looks like almost like a completely different world yeah from what i understand i i can't remember i think like she comes from a world that's like only women so it's like wonder woman's world or whatever um so i don't know if that's it i mean it's certainly some other universe um but yeah she's not from our world she's also not from the world that the doctor strange at the beginning of the movie is from but she's just kind of been hopping for years and then she is from is she supposed to be from puerto rico is that what it is maybe let me just look this up. But I'm like, okay, she seems to be like from an alien planet, but then I think it's like a, a Puerto Rico like jacket she's wearing with like a little I think it was like a pride pin. I'm like, okay, that's cool. 
why would she have any of that? <laughs> like, if she I mean, came from, like, she's hopping alien. universes, though. Like, I feel like she could have just picked it up at some point. Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed like that doesn't, like, that stuff is cool. Why would that be what her character is, though, if she's just from this random thing? I mean, they, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think she just picked it up on her travels. I think sure. that's not, it's just simple. Yeah. I just am like, they did not develop her character at all. I'm like, how am I supposed to care about this person? They don't do anything. They don't mm-hmm. interact with anybody. They're just captured the whole time. And they can't control their powers. And then they just need to think they can. And now they can control their powers. I I hated that. I was like, that's just dumb. Sorry. Yeah, it is stupid. Um, Yeah, Doctor Strange as a character in this movie, he kind of, I mean, he is still the main character technically, but it's it's it reminds me kind of almost it's not quite on this level but it reminds me of like captain america civil war where it's like called a captain america movie but it's basically it's an a captain avengers america movie. And iron man movie yeah and yeah larger avengers movie um which it, it's not to that extent yeah but no, it it's is not definitely it, like well it's also wanda's movie yeah yeah but it's just he i i don't know his arc in this is fine but even in the first movie his his relationship with that nurse is just like who cares (laughs) essentially i like no one really cares and to the point that i did not even remember she was a character and i asked you before i was like oh i didn't watch that evil dr strange episode what happens in that and you're like oh is well his wife is the one that gets in the car accident instead of him i'm like his or his uh, his girlfriend. girlfriend or whatever like he had a girlfriend <laughs> and then immediately the movie starts like oh you didn't get the girl and it shows the girlfriend christine yeah christine palmer i believe and i'm like thank goodness i asked holden about that before this <laughs> otherwise i would have been lost yeah and they don't really have very good chemistry either like it, i mean It'd be one thing if the writing just was lackluster, but they were like cute together. But I just don't really care about their relationship. And I, I mean, nothing against either of their performances, I guess. It's just they don't work together that well. <laughs> they just don't yeah. have, they're not the, they're not a Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, you know? So if, you know, if the two big relationships were Doctor Strange and America Chavez and then Doctor Strange and Christine. I was not buying either one. <laughs> so that was like, uh, okay. I, I like it, That relationship between him and Christine is given more development in this movie than it is in the first one, but it seems like, like just a bad time to get that development because like she's already moved on and it's essentially like this alternate universe version of her. And it seems like a, just a we- very weird time to try to, flesh out that relationship that doesn't really work and i think they just needed to choose one or the other mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like either have america chavez or have christine yeah i mean honestly i feel like yeah you could have the alternate universe of christine maybe help them out but have the rest of that role just filled with america like america chavez like essentially playing his sidekick instead of her christine yeah um it is what it is i like the idea of like when you go to sleep your dreams are actually 
a, a different universe. I thought yeah. that was cool. I was like, why have I never thought of that? I'm sure other people have. I don't know why I haven't thought of it, but I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I, th- uh, yeah, I think that's cool. And America knows she's the only one of her because she can't dream. That's kind of yeah. cool. Cool line. Um, yeah. Dream walking in general, fun concept. Um, not necessarily a gripe because, the, uh, as I said, this is already a two-hour movie with too much in it but it's weird that they didn't go to more universes right i was suspecting that too like they really i mean they had the montage where they just jumped through a million on the way to one yeah the first which was one a, or whatever which was very cool i mean you got like the cool paint one you had the animated one the dinosaur one the silent movie one all they should have had the the rock one from everything everywhere yeah. all at once just <laughs> that add that in yeah, it's, that that sequence is very visually fun and interesting. But it, yeah, it's just weird that they essentially only go to like three universes in this movie. I so. can't remember exactly, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I I thought it was really just clumsy the way they're like, oh, step on the thing and it's a trip down memory lane. And oh, here's a key moment from your life. And oh, here's a key moment from her life. And that's how we're going to do the exposition. I was like, okay, that was. Yeah, and that was about as I much development that. we got of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess as as a development like vessel for them, it is kind of lazy. But I don't know. I don't. I don't hate the concept of that. Um, I thought it was just like so obvious of what they were doing it was like the least organic way of telling the story other than just like so what happened to you kid (laughs) just telling him um i don't know i think they should have gone to the reminiscence universe and have hugh jackman oh yeah that would have been so good he's like are you supportive like a part of a team of men with like an x factor I feel like every time I uh, think of that movie, I just kind of um, lose some brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> I like parts of that movie. And then other parts, I'm like, that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yep. Um, um, yeah. What else? Uh, we, could, we could dive into Wanda now, I guess. We've kind of been hitting each of the characters. Yeah, I just... I maybe I just need to rewatch the end of WandaVision, but I just don't see the end like where her character was at at the end of WandaVision being the same character she is now. And I think we needed a more gradual descent into I'm just going to destroy everything in all the multiverses until I get what I want. So, okay, And I, I, I understand, like, of course, like, okay, the dark hold is corrupting her. Okay. Okay. I would like to see more of that though. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe she's like at first kind of just like, no, I'm not going to do this, and then she's a little bit more tempted, and then it's starting to like slowly take over her, and then she gets to this point, and then okay, now I've seen that I got on the slippery slope, but it's like, I, and she does like, oh, I'm just being reasonable, but you yeah, know, you could have just gone to America Chavez instead of sent a giant octopus cyclops after you know what i'm saying i mean it's weird um i I, i'm trying to think because they don't want to do you can't really do another season of wandavision obviously uh with how that ends um 
yeah, she probably just needed like another small appearance in another movie because I also one of the things I do like, which I feel like is one of the reasons why her character has such a big jump is that she is the villain the whole movie. Like I like that it wasn't like she just turned evil towards the end or something or like you know she had been working behind their backs like you know pretty much from the beginning that it's her and her as an active like antagonistic force i think worked well um i went back and rewatched the finale of wandavision or i say rewatched i basically just skipped to any of the parts with wanda in it so that i could like analyze to see if there is like if it was a gradual change or whatever and uh, to me it it's not completely out of the question i think there just needed to be more because she isn't she like oh my gosh what have i done and then she kind of goes into hiding a little bit kind of yeah she's i mean the whole concept of wandavision is essentially she works off of emotions with little regard to other people essentially and I didn't fully get by the ending that she completely came back from that. Like she, I don't think she like correctly learned the right lesson. Exactly. She came to terms with her grief for grief with her grief from vision, uh, which I think answers something that you had mentioned. I don't, I think that's the reason why vision wasn't at all mentioned in this. Um, But I don't vision is mentioned because she's like, I had to kill my husband basically. And, and meant nothing, so you don't know anything about sacrifice or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they do mention it because one yeah, of my things they, was like, where the heck was vision? Yeah, like, they. Why did it. they not have any vision in this? Uh, yeah, um, I guess it is a little weird that like the white vision isn't in it at all because he's like more sentient. But I also don't know. I I think with the way the Wandavision treats the finality of their relationship, I think I'm okay that they're that he's not in it. Like. I think it would have made that finale worse if he was in it, honestly. Um, but I, I don't know. Just from like a logic standpoint, though. I mean, I mean, if you go with a logic standpoint, though, you could like, you look at, you could look at any of these movies and be like, why aren't these characters in it? Yeah. Why aren't these other characters? It's just something I think you have to like suspend your sense of disbelief for but i mean like literally that's like such an integral character to wanda's character you know what i'm saying it's one thing to be like oh where were the rest of the avengers during this Mm -hmm. and it's another thing to be like where was literally the other like vision is more important to wanda than christine is to dr strange well, yeah, I think kind of what I also got from the end of WandaVision is that the white vision that still exists, it, like, he's not he's not just, like, vision. Like, he's no, just and be- I'm not saying the white vision. I'm thinking, like, literally just a multiverse version of vision. Oh. Like, how he doesn't appear at all. And, like, Wanda doesn't even think, oh, well, you know, I like seeing my children. It would be nice to see that my husband, who I literally created an entire like enslaved an entire town subconsciously because i was so shuddered in grief over his death like that thought didn't even occur to her apparently yeah i mean i understand but i i guess my thing is my thing is is like she did everything subconsciously in wandavision 
and mm-hmm. now she's just actively ten times more evil. And there didn't seem to be a bridge between. Well, the two yeah, it, and I'm I'm not arguing that there should have been a, some more gradual stuff. I just think that it's not quite as abrupt as I may have initially thought it was. Um, but yeah, I agree. She should have had some sort of other appearance in some other movie where maybe she's toying with this a little bit more or something. But I, well, I think that's just one of the reasons why the movie fell flat with me in that regard though, is because I didn't buy it from the beginning. Like I just didn't, I was like, okay, this doesn't seem gen like doesn't seem genuine to the character Wanda. Oh, and so that's that's why like that's why in the future like I know that going in when I rewatch it so I think I'm gonna like it more because I'm not I can focus on okay this character is not working but I can just look at it within the movie now yeah yeah um and within the movie it's fine I don't think Mm -hmm. it's like exceptional like some people are saying it is I think it's serviceable and I I like the idea of Wanda being the villain um, but when you can like put it in the larger context of the MCU, it doesn't work for me. I really like it in this movie just on its own. Um, mostly as I kind of said, as she is, as she acts as an antagonistic force, I don't think her story works all entirely, but I just think as an MCU villain, um, she is more threatening, more terrifying and like, it just seems like a much bigger threat and a much more like it makes sense that they're all taking this very seriously. Oh yeah. And she was OP. I mean, she went yeah. Omni man <laughs> on the, the Illuminati, <laughs> yeah, which was uh, probably the best scene in the entire movie. If we're going to be honest, yeah, we can just her taking them out just in the most graphic of fashions. Yeah, we can, we can divert to that quickly. Uh, the Illuminati, uh, heavily, teased in the trailers and everything um i think a couple of them were just straight up spoiled in tv spots but didn't really see them essentially it's made up of professor x sir patrick stewart sir patrick stewart um apparently the the possibly the 90s cartoon version um because the wheelchair he's in is like the same wheelchair from that cartoon also it plays the x-men cartoon theme when he comes out which i think is nice because his like the ending in his ending in logan was good so i don't want it to just be the same one um but then you also have uh captain marvel um who's played by someone who i can't remember she's captain marvel's best friend in the movie captain marvel um maria rambo i think is the character's name you have captain carter uh, who we's previously saw in what if and uh then of course the two big ones the two weird ones uh first i'll get off uh black bolt um played by anson mount who is from the very apparently very bad inhumans tv show (laughs) (laughs) it was just so weird seeing that and his uh costume in this is a lot more comic accurate and it's a very silly looking costume uh but it was just kind of fun having him there um and then the big one is Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, played by John Krasinski. <laughs> yes, the fan casting of all fan castings. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I don't know if this is like supposed to tease that maybe he is going to play, you know, Mr. Fantastic in the future. No, or... I do not think. I think it confirms that he is not going to. 
Yeah, I see. I could see it going either way, personally. I mean, you you had like Professor X, and and I mean, you had everyone else essentially reprising their roles. So uh, it could go either way for me. But regardless, a very fun cameo. Um, but yeah, that leads into the Illuminati slaughter scene, which is just intense. <laughs> um. As you said, comparing it to Omni-Man in the first episode of Invincible, uh, Wanda just comes in and just slaughters them. No issue at all. (laughs) Yeah, like this elite Avengers, basically, force of this other universe, and she just picks them off like they're nothing. (laughs) Like Palpatine going through the Jedi Council. Uh, Yeah. Black Bolts in particular, his death is very gra it's very graphic without being completely graphic it, it's like it kinda- not graphic it's just so shocking that it happens like it's just like oh like yeah every, like I you mean, could hear the collective like oh of the audience you essentially see like his head explode within his like helmet um which is just intense i actually as someone i mean obviously people have been recording this in the theater i saw a scene uh, the scene leaked online i rewatched it i was still that second time i was like oh dang um captain carter getting cut in half like green goblin impaled with the glider i think yes and it was literally edited the same exact way Mm oh you have that like split second of like the reaction uh the close-up before before the impact yep um which i was like that is just the same thing as green goblin um but that was great. And I like how they just like you just you can see the bloody shield in the back and you don't mm-hmm. really see anything else. But you know exactly what happened. Um, that was like I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like that exactly. was the one that was really like, I, wow. And they're not pulling punches <laughs> like this is as close to rated R the MCU has gotten. Absolutely. Turns Mr. Fantastic into a bunch of spaghetti. Just basically shreds them like paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's in, and then breaks Professor X's neck. Uh, just all of these deaths. Even in the uh, opening scene at uh, Comertage or whatever, when she's like just like pulling those guys into the, like, the reflections and killing them, I was like, yeah. oh, dang. Um, yeah, it's just very intense. Her coming out of the mirror all contorted and everything. I was like... Yeah, that was like a Pennywise coming out of the fridge. Yeah. It's... Like I said, I think uh, the best part about Wanda in this movie is just her as an antagonistic force. It works so well, and I just... I do wish it was developed better story-wise. I didn't really see, like, the... Like, it was like, oh, I'm trying to get to my children. I'm like, yeah, I, I, like, I don't, I don't really get your perspective at all, Wanda. Like, I, you're being incredibly selfish. Yeah. I, um. I, so, like, the whole like, oh, it's like the more nuanced villain. I mean, like, I think it's a, I don't know. I guess if it wasn't Wanda, literally, like, if you just did the same character and called it something else, I think it. I don't know. I just like I, she was not as redeemable as I think they maybe tried to make her. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing is like they try to redeem her at the end of the movie and it just doesn't really work because she has killed all of these people. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I oh, don't my I kids don't, think I'm scary. I wonder I why. <laughs> 
I don't know exactly how, like, how you'd be able to redeem this storyline in particular, but just not this way. Um, so does she die? Is she dead? Is Wanda dead? I, I, I mean, you're supposed to think so, but I don't think so. I think they they purposely did the did that type of death so then they can bring her back later if they want. Also, those huge beasts at where the dark hold temple were useless like, <laughs> they did not do anything other than like fall off the, the side i'm kind of okay with that because they were just kind of generic big gray beasts so i know whatever. but it was like i was like okay that was just another thing that was in this movie you know uh we haven't even talked about like you have the whole classical music fight you have uh zombie doctor strange yeah, and those all those very creative elements I think are like the best parts personally. Um I mean the music fight is just weird cuz it kind of comes out of nowhere, but it is like visually interesting and fun, and so I liked that. Uh Zombie Doctor Strange is is so Sam Raimi. <laughs> that's, yes. That's probably the biggest Sam Raimi influence is that and the weird spirits that talk to him sound just like the deadites from Evil Dead and I mean the the zombie face and everything. It's it's just all it feels so Evil Dead at that point. You have a lot of the weird like quick zoom, quick pans that Sam Raimi likes to do. Lots of there's a lot of focus on eye shots in this. Uh, just a lot of very visually Sam Raimi things. Why did Wong tell her that the Darkhold was a building again? Because he wasn't gonna tell her, and then she's like do it or also do this and i can't remember what it was now uh, was it just kill other oh she she was just gonna kill other wizard guys yeah killing other wizard guys i'm like well that's dumb <laughs> i i mean i like obviously you don't want your friends to die but you're literally like oh the we need to stop her from destroying the entire multiverse and the only way she can do it is by going to this dark hold temple yeah that no one else knows where it is except me well, and, and I'm just going to give her that information instead of just dying for the greater good of everything, which is like what the Sorcerer Supreme is supposed to, that moral stance that they're supposed to have. Honestly, that whole temple thing is like unnecessary. I, it's kind of stupid. I, I, like, I don't think you needed that. That's just, as you said, that's just like another thing to add into this movie, this already overbloated movie. And then you have the whole, here's, there's a book that does everything it gives you exactly what you need to to save the day i'm like well i hope that's not actually how it happens because that's really boring (laughs) and then it gets destroyed i'm like okay well that was pointless (laughs) yeah i mean i the fact that that mcguffin got destroyed i don't really care i mean it's i think it's more interesting that it wasn't just a book that does whatever you want (laughs) yeah and also i just like why did you send monsters after us that was me being reasonable. You know, you could have just gone over and just said things like you did above the carbotage. That made more sense. That sounds like you being reasonable mm-hmm. or merciful. Like, you, I don't know. You could just, you know, do like 20% power. <laughs> I I don't understand this monster that you can't control. Is, I don't, that It was just an excuse to have a cool monster in your movie or several. Yeah, a couple cool monsters at least. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, 
Yeah, the fighting with the tentacle monster, that was kind of, that was the point that I kind of alluded to in the non-spoilers where I was like, yeah, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> As, I mean, I like giant saw blades and everything. That's cool, but um, apparently Sam Raimi's car is in this. That's one of his trademark things. I didn't notice at what scene it is, but his car is in like every movie he's made. His old, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is. He calls it the classic but okay. old car other classic Sam Raimi things I saw you have people fighting on the sides of buildings you have yep. people standing on ledges that are crumbling and they're holding on as the ledge is crumbling and slightly breaking at an angle <laughs> <laughs> and they're about to fall I'm like oh, those are things from Spider-Man uh, you had the, the Captain Carter getting cut in half like Green Goblin what other things you know you had the Bruce Campbell thing what mm-hmm. else Holden I mean, the whole fight between Doctor Strange and evil Doctor Strange in that universe itself is, like, very uh, Evil Dead 2. I keep comparing things to Evil Dead 2, but I think that is one of his best movies, and he he likes to make hallmarks back to it. But, um, yeah, that fight itself, very reminiscent of that movie. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I had thought of more of these Sam Raimi-isms. Um... I mean, I think uh, kind of a review I had seen earlier pointed out just in general, I, I mean, I had mentioned camera movements, but in general, just all the camera movements in this are very visually interesting and obviously a director's touch. The camera is very is like much more. It has a lot more movement than most Marvel movies do. Uh, and I know a lot of that is on like CG shots or green screen shots or whatever, but it does make the movie look a lot more interesting. Um, yeah um what's the deal with the third eye what what is the importance of that do you know because i uh, i do not know no i don't i like i don't know much about dr strange so i yeah i guess we hadn't even mentioned the first post credit scene but um yeah the third eye i don't know it looks bad <laughs> it looks really bad like i was like that i don't like that like i just don't like seeing that so i hope it's a thing that does not come out often because it just it just looked like they just CGI'd an eye onto him. Like, it did not look like a real thing to me at no, all. No, I think, I don't mind it if it comes back, but they just need to improve how that looks because it looks so, it looks like something I could make in, like, Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, um, which I'm sure they did some sort of huge process for, but I just, it was, like, so jarring. And then the movie ends so abruptly with that out of nowhere. I'm like, okay. It ends abruptly, and then the post-credit scene is like, "Oh no, he's okay." <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, yeah the f- post-credit scene introduces uh, Charlie's Theron uh, as Clea, I believe uh, her name is. Apparently, in the comics, she's a big love interest for Doctor Strange, and they end up getting married or something. So, well, spoiler alert, Holden. <laughs> guess We're in, in spoiler every, section, Jimmy. Guess in uh, every. Uh, multi every university is not in love with christine anymore so he's a liar (laughs) um we haven't even talked about the other doctor strangers boy there's a lot to talk about in this movie yeah right um well i mean i mentioned evil doctor strange kind of um so from what i understand the is that the evil doctor strange from what if it basically is, but I don't think it is. Like, I it it should be. I, from what I think his backstory he describes is like slightly different. 
but and that's kind of what I was reading is like what if is still kind of different because Captain Carter and him are both still a little different than their what if counterparts but it, I mean it might as well be the evil Doctor Strange um, that one Doctor Strange who had the statue of him who gets killed by what's his name the uh, Illuminati just in general pitchfork black, black pitchfork guy or <laughs> tuner which also I wanted to mention head. they say okay they actually say Black Bolt's name which I didn't realize it's this in the comics but his name is literally Blackagar Boltagon <laughs> like they introduce him as that which is like the worst name I've ever heard but it's very funny um, that when he like just wipes away Doctor Strange in that universe that was such an unpleasant sound I was like oh gosh <laughs> like, it was so loud in our theater I was like I think I'm gonna die <laughs> well then the but, movie did its job yeah um that's all i got Holden. i don't have anything else to say about this we've been talking about this for a while so. oh we didn't even mention mordo uh who, which again he's from the first movie yeah yeah i did not remember his character at all i really needed to rewatch that movie before this my big gripe with that is he only turns bad in like the post credit scene of that movie. He like he becomes disillusioned to Tilda Swinton's character because he finds out that she's using dark magic or whatever. So he's like, oh, this is not good stuff. I don't like this. So he leaves and then he does something evil in the post credit scene. But in this movie, it's like established. It, it makes it sound like they've fought multiple times in the actual like the main MCU. And yeah. that's just not anything we've seen. <laughs> So it's it's just weird to me. And so I, I mean, I was going into this expecting like, oh, that is going to be the same Mordo. OK, this makes sense. He was established at the end of the first movie, but it's just an alternate reality. And they still end up fighting, but it's just whatever. Yeah. And it's like, is he good? Is he bad? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. He drugged him. <laughs> he. Uh, oh, yeah. There's the Ultron bots that too. But they're just robots, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me, Jimmy. Okay, Holden, let's wrap this puppy up. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, so first and foremost, I want to say, uh, last night I went to, um, what the heck? What the jail, heck? Holden. Yeah, Gee I went to whiz. jail. That's going to tank our reputation. No, I went to uh, the State Theater here, which we've described a couple times on the podcast. I went and saw La La Land. Um, I think I am going to make the official proclamation it is my favorite movie ever. Wow. And what was your one before that? I don't, I don't think I had... What? Hot Rod? <laughs> Hot Rod is up there. It is in my top 10. Which um, I still need to see. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I don't think I had like a solid one for a long time. I like to say Pulp Fiction, uh, and Pulp Fiction oh, yeah, that's is, right. yeah, that, that was still in my top 10 somewhere up there. I just don't think I had decided. Um, but I just, I think I can keep watching La La Land however many times I never get tired of it. I cry like every time I watch it. Uh, and it is just such a magical and important movie to me. So I think it is my favorite movie. It's one of my favorites too. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah, go see it if you haven't already. Um, hot take. It's a good movie. There we go. Um, 
And then in terms if of- only Damien Chazelle had another movie out that you hadn't seen, that was also <laughs> widely regarded as a good movie and and one of my favorite movies. And my favorite movie of the year it came out, and also a movie I own on Blu-ray but have still never seen. Maybe that's what we should review next week, Colin. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, in addition to that, I rewatched a bunch of movies this week. Um, the movie is First Man. Sometimes yeah. when people talk about things on a podcast and they just reference things, but then you don't know what it is and you're just left out. It's First Man. <laughs> Damien Chazelle made the movie First Man. Yeah. Nobody saw it because there was this huge American flag con- the controversy that was really dumb. It's a very <laughs> good movie. You should see it. Okay. Um, movies I rewatched this week. Uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I managed to see it in the theater again, apparently the week before it left. Um, I think second I liked time. it. I think I liked it more the second time. Nice. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I still think it's like flawless, but I think from an enjoyment perspective, the pacing of this movie works a lot better when you know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Um, liked that. I rewatched Spider-Man No Way Home for like the fourth time. Still very good. Yes. Cool. Uh, watched rewatched the Batman. Um, liked it less <laughs> this time. Liked it less. Interesting. I th- this has like the opposite. It's like the opposite of everything everywhere. This movie felt way longer now that I knew everything that was gonna happen. I just that felt was like the- my fear with it. Yeah, I like. I feel like since there's no mystery or anything, like it's. I don't know. I. It just, I really felt the length this time, so. What, how was the car chase? Uh, maybe slightly better than I remembered, but still not, like, incredible. <laughs> okay, so we're not crazy. Yeah, we're not crazy. Maybe we are, but we're crazy together. Yeah, no, I made sure to pay close attention to the, the car chase, because I was like, okay, I need, to re- I need to reassess this, see if Jimmy and I were just wrong. We were not. Um, other movies I rewatched, uh, Turning Red, still good. I most, I was watching these, I had, uh, friends in town that hadn't seen a bunch of like the recent releases. That's I was why like, why are you just rewatching all these movies we've seen recently? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the whole reason why. Uh, but the other movie I rewatched was El Camino, uh, cause I Ooh, finished Breaking Bad. I loved that when it came out. Yeah, I think it it works even better. Like the first time we watched it, I hadn't seen Breaking Bad in like three or four years. But watching it immediately after the series, I think made it even better for me. Um, I think I gave it at least a nine out of ten. It was like my third favorite movie that year, and I was not even like anticipating it. Yeah, I th- I think I I think I had an eight out of ten or something like that. And I think I, I'll probably stick with that uh, assessment, but very very good movie uh, overall um i understand why people say it's unnecessary because it is but oh, absolutely but like who cares <laughs> like it's really good I, I i don't think it like detracts from anything i i mean hot take i don't remember i don't know if you feel this way but just gonna spoil anything here i no i'm not gonna Kay. spoil anything particular i'm just gonna say that jesse's ending in breaking bad was is probably my least favorite part of the finale okay i mean i i haven't seen it in at least five or six seven years so i just feel like i mean a lot of people really like it good for them it is of course very open-ended the way they leave it which i understand people like but i just think with everything that jesse goes through especially towards the end of the series like he deserved more of a you know conclusive solid ending which i don't even remember how el camino ends so i'm excited to rewatch everything yeah yeah 
Um, so you started Better Call Saul. One episode in. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had seen the first episode before, so it's it's good. Um, but, yeah, uh, the only new movie I watched was Paddington 2. Um, Does it live up to the hype? Uh, yeah, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> that is, those movies, I mean, Paddington 2 is better than Paddington 1, I, I think. Um, but they're just both the most adorable movies, like, ever made. They are just the most innocent, cute paddington as a character is so good like he's just a very endearing his whole thing is that he's just like he comes to britain and he wants to be like very polite or he thinks that everyone there is very polite so he grew up being very polite and then everyone's mean to him so then he's just like polite back to them oh um is that on anything or did you rent it uh paddington 2 is on hbo i think paddington 1 i think is on netflix okay so I think they're both on streaming services you have. Um, All right. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd highly recommend that. I can see why Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal were crying. Um, but aside from that, I guess I've been doing a lot this week. Huh? I finished Bioshock Infinite and all that stuff. I'm back into Skywalker Saga. I'm on episode three, Jimmy. It's great, isn't it? You yeah. have a newfound love for Revenge of the Sith, the best no. Star Wars. Although movie. there are so many plot points that I'm like, oh, I do not remember this like at all. <laughs> There's just like certain like character motivations that I was like, oh, okay. I guess I didn't realize that's why that happens. But Such as I don't remember off the top of my head. I just remember having that realization. I was um, bummed that you didn't get to fight Palpatine as Windu. But oh, I get I'm, not, I'm not that far yet, Jimmy. You didn't have to spoil that for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is such a fun episode to play because you—it's just literally every episode's a boss battle. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I skipped ahead to Force Awakens briefly because I really wanted to get the scavenger tools. Oh yeah, like I don't have any yet. And yeah, I'm like, you you either get them from you can. I looked it up. You can either get them from. Uh, I think when you play as Wicket in Return of the Jedi, or you can get it from like with after the first level of Force Awakens. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go play that. So then I get the scavenger tools. So now I can get those collectibles, I guess. Nice. But, um, what level are you on then on Revenge of the Sith? I'm on the General Grievous level. Okay, that's a good one. Um. Yeah, I was just I was bummed that you didn't get to play like the opening space battle because that was my favorite level of the original game. But yeah, you know. yeah, I I knew that going in because you had mentioned it, but it's still disappointing. Which is too bad because the space battles are pretty fun. In yeah, they the are game too. So yeah, um, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention I did this week was I, I started watching uh, this sketch comedy show on HBO called Mister Show. Have you heard of this? never heard of it okay so it's it's bob odenkirk and david cross um in the 90s it's a 90s sketch show that they made they write in it and they star in basically everything and it is very funny it is it is just like absurd kind of comedy um but each skit per episode just like leads into the next one so you'll have like a skit that goes on for like 
four or five minutes or whatever and then a character will like be like go off to go do something and then he'll basically just wander into another skit or something (laughs) it's just like weirdly all connected and there's it's very funny bob odenkirk funny guy who would have thought um but yeah aside from that i'm not doing i guess i did a lot but what are you doing jimmy Ooh, not much uh Let's see. Uh, again, I basically I have not played any video games uh, other than like Beat Saber. Um, watched the new episode of Better Call Saul. It was great. There's another one going on. Probably just wrapped up a little while ago, so I need to watch that now. Season the last season's been so good so far. Every episode has been phenomenal in my opinion. Bangers. Uh, it definitely feels like a last season. Like the show, even like visually, I would say is more ominous looking and there seems to be like the, Oh, we're closing in on the end. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't played rise of Skywalker, not rise of Skywalker, the Skywalker saga in a while. So I'm like, ah, I'm itching to do that again. Uh, finished rewatching season one of the boys. Mm-hmm. Love the show. So many good things. Uh, the fresca bit. Totally forgot about that. Hilarious. I did too. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to kind of re-catch up on season two. And now I know how season two ends. I get kind of the little clues of like how the mystery unfolds, the little hints that were mm-hmm. right under my nose the first time. I'm like, oh, I see how you edited that. <laughs> tricky, tricky. Um, but yeah. And then uh, that's pretty much it uh, for what I've been doing. Um, so I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. Did I do anything else? No, I don't think so. So I think that's all I got, Holden. What should we do next week, sir? A good question, honestly. Um, I checked. Ambulance is no longer in theaters. No, it's VOD for like 20 bucks. Yeah. So we could technically split it. It's an option. That was the, what I was like. Oh, I was like, if it's in theaters, we should go. Yeah, because uh, the only big movie coming out is Firestarter, and it looks really bad. It's the new Stephen liar, King. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> I, I'm really curious to see what the reviews look like when, when that comes out. I mean, I guess if it's, like, really good, then maybe we'll see it, but my guess is no. Um, other than that, I mean, I vote. I think we should do a request. It's been a while, Jimmy. What is our next request? I don't know. You're the one who has all the emails and stuff. Oh, I feel geez. like... I'm trying to remember what I know house was requested at some point. Um, the eighties Dune, but we won't do that. Um, Let me look at our reviews. Oh, boss baby family businesses in there. I remember that. I know if we're, (laughs) (laughs) is that the one that Toby Maguire is in or the one he's not in? And that's the one he's not in. I'm pretty sure he's only in the first one. Disappointing. Um, let's see here. Going to our iTunes page. Um, okay, we I did, mean, we did Swiss Army Man. So the only yeah. one we've got after that is Road to El Dorado. Which wow, what a pick there! Um, that's on the. That's but that the would not request. be the. Yeah, that got requested somewhat recently. Um, so that would not be it. Let me looking through this. <laughs> Looking through this movie request, we got... 
David Lynch you, Dune. you all are listening to us uh, actively <laughs> improvise what movie we're going to do next week. Yeah, I think it is uh, Boss Baby, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I think we should just do it. I, it's been so long. I think this is the perfect week to do a request. So, Oh, man. Is that on anything? It was on Peacock. Oh, good. That streaming service that nobody has. Four dollars to rent it. Yeah. So, in it. I mean, I guess uh, the other option is we could do like two movies. We could do that, which probably we won't review for very long. Then we could do something like First Man because we don't have a Marvel show next week. No. So I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll might do Boss Baby back in family back in business whatever whatever it's called (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, yeah i don't know we'll see it'll be a surprise yeah it could be boss baby two the second one you haven't seen the first one have you no okay and i kind of want to just go into the second one without having seen the first me too um then it could be first man it could be ambulance we'll see yeah, it's going to essentially, it's going to be a mystery box next week. We're going to leave it open. Yeah. Um, so there we go. But yeah, if you want to leave us a request, a uh, better request than Boss Baby uh, Family Business, uh, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tauntpodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Um, yeah, I think that's it, Jimmy. Awesome. Yeah, leave us a good request just like my dear Emily requested City of God. Which yeah, is a great that was a movie. good one. Yeah. Or Shrek 2. Shout out Shrek to Tommy two. Ward. That yes. was a good one. Another good one. Or Swiss Army Man, which was a great precursor to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. So We yeah. like the good requests, not so much the boss babies or the wild hogs. <laughs> so uh, Logan Sutter, this one's for you, I guess, next week. Um. <laughs> get we're getting you know what we're getting back to it within the year it was requested so like within 365 days so we you know that's pretty decent all right uh that's it holden take us home all right um i mean i basically did already so (laughs) okay fine uh adios pantalones i guess here love you that one movie podcast. Tomp.